you ever wonder what you'd do if you were a cod for a day? Well, I don't know what the life or day in the life of a cod is, so I would imagine I'd be quite limited in the things I could do compared to what me as a human am used to doing in a day. You can't swim. Can't even swim. Well, no, as a human, you can't swim like a cod could. Well, yeah, so my answer is probably going to be swim a bunch and probably try and eat some kind of sustenance. I think those are the two main things. Maybe mate if I'm lucky, but, you know. If you were a cod, would you be carnivorous? I don't know. Am I stretching the limit of your cod knowledge? Well, only one of us has read a book about cod. (laughs) I imagine that... I'm one are there of any, many people who've uh, read a book about cod. Are there any carnivorous fish that aren't sharks? Yeah. Okay. Pike. Are they the ones with the like long noses or something? Or yeah, yeah. They live in British rivers and eat carp, not carp, they eat perch and eels, right? And bugs, I imagine. Well, the reason that we're talking about no, no, <laughs> I'm I'm resisting all structure. We've got to have some like. People are going to be like, what is happening right now? Yeah, exactly. And they can just wonder. And let them suffer is what you're saying. Yeah, they can let just be curious. Let them suffer in their, in their confusion. Yeah, they can just be curious as to what's going on. And that will like propel them through this experience. All right. So we're doing just what? Like freeform jazz? Yeah, baby. Okay. It's jazz. So just whatever's off the off the dome, just coming straight off the dome. I know exactly what's going to come <laughs> off the dome for you. But that's, It's going to yeah. be a, an intro that you're going to read <laughs> off your computer. Well, I don't have an intro for this type of episode. <laughs> Because incidentally, this is not a normal type of comically error episode. And I thought the thing about COD would like tell everybody that that was the case. I mean, the last... <laughs> well, at this point, they might just be like, oh, Jamie's doing the intro again. It's a CODcast. Like, CODcast. You know, it's just it's jazz, baby. That'll be once we get the paywall and the CODcast will go behind the paywalls. Like, if you want to hear us <laughs> talk about COD for an hour every week somehow, if we... Fucking hell, if we got one hour out of COD for a podcast, CODcast, that would be amazing. CODpast. CODcast. No, CODpast, because there's like the reversing of the, it's the flipping of the... Ugh, yeah, but CODpast makes it sound like you had this really secret past as a fish that you're not telling us all about. I used to be a COD. <laughs> <laughs> like, Honey, I need to sit you down. The truth is, I'm a cod. I used to be a cod. And then she looks at you and says, well, I'm a haddock. And you go, cool. <laughs> haddock cod. is a subspecies of cod. Yeah, I, I, well, all right. I mean, I assumed it was a fish at the very least. Yeah, it's like a chip shop classic, isn't it? Is this the one time you've ever got to flaunt your knowledge of cod? No. In, like, in a in a <laughs> in an air of superior false superiority. Like I read one book about cod, and now I'm just like, right, I am the master of cod are. now. You need to know. Um, if you like a pub quiz, it's like, and this week's special theme round is about cod. You'd be like, yes. Imagine what I was like when they gave me keys to a prison. <laughs> I mean, something to do with cod. <laughs> I just took a bunch of fish in. It reminds me of the the um. The joke about someone misheard lyrics of uh, Miss Jackson by Outcast. It was like, Simon Miss Jackson, ooh, I am for eels. It was like four eels in a in a coat. That's delicious. Yeah, because it's the only way you can go with that joke. There's <laughs> nowhere else. Can we only talk about fish or cod in this uh, special 
episode of, of, of the podcast. Well, it's technically, I mean, I'm just saying it's completely off the dome, but of a <laughs> no, barely no, literary I'm resisting episode. structure. Okay, all right. So, like, as if so, we're going no structure at all in this barely literary yeah. episode of the Comic Era <laughs> podcast, hosted by soon to be known as Comic Stand Ride and my co host, and I haven't got an adjective but Jamie. The Codfather Jamie. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, you did it. That's one you're back now. I'm leaving. <laughs> you don't like the Codfather as a as an, an adjective to describe someone? He's a bit of a Codfather, you know what I mean? He's a rubbish chip shop. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, if, if there's a chip shop pun that hasn't been used, I would I would bet money that every possible But there was pun... a specific chip shop in Norwich called the Codfather that I did I actually rate. didn't know that, so that's surprised. Whereabouts was that? This is the most the uh, un, uh, impenetrable. There was <laughs> one on Angel Road, surely, or is that might be? I don't know. Or is that Chish and Phipps? I know Chish and Phipps, but I don't know. There's one called Chish and Phipps, but I don't know. I don't know the road name it's on. I know roughly. No, no, no. The Codfather. The Codfather. I'm pointing at Ryan really excitedly. The Codfather was a fish and chip shop in Manchester. Ah, uh, okay. So in that's why I know about when it. I lived there. That what. Like, they were the only chip shop on the delivery service, so you could get it, like... I mean, back in the day, I'm guessing, because now they all are. Yeah, this was, like, 2010, I think. Like, I I used to physically go and walk to a chicken shop to get fast food. They call you a big boss man. Yeah, they call you boss man, and you give them £2.50 for chicken and chips. That that was a while ago. Yeah, it was a long old time ago. Um, It was up north as well. Spare a shilling for a a (laughs) piece of chicken. (laughs) Have you got a guinea? (laughs) I rode my penny farthing to the chip shop and then dropped my chuffet from the high, the great height that was my bicycle. And they just like catapulted some chicken up to me and then I staggered on home. And then it, it knocked me off my bike. There you go. And then bang. Manchester would be a really bad place to ride a penny farthing. I think most places in this day and age, and even back when you're talking about the, the distant past of the late noughties, um, yeah. But yeah, it'd all be bad for penny farthing for obvious reasons. Worst place to have a penny farthing was the idea that they thought the bigger wheel would make it faster. Like that was that the theory? Or... No. So, oh my god, it's boring. I mean, if ever there was a point, I mean, I'll try. Right, you say it, and I'll try and make it funny. So, a penny farthing isn't chain driven. So the pedals it's, it's wanker driven. Yes. Right. The the pedals are directly linked to the wheels. And so if the because of the way that gear ratios work, if the wheel was the size of a normal bike wheel, your legs would be moving incredibly fast to get enough revolutions in to propel you at a certain speed. So I was kind of right. So the wheel being massive means that less pedaling. A one to one ratio between the pedal and the wheel is much more easy on your legs because it doesn't have to go around as many times to get a full revolution. Yeah. That's why the Penny Farthing has a big wheel. It's essentially a massive unicycle with a rear wheel to balance it. Did you know that there's a Spider-Man villain called Big Wheel? Oh, is there? And he's a... Do you, uh, tell you what, do you want to guess what he is or what, what, what he looks like, what he's about? He... So he's set in New York. Yes. He is an eccentric busker. No. Who... I'll I'll let you continue. (laughs) He's an eccentric busker on Times Square 
who beats you with a penny farthing if you don't pay him for the photographs he takes of you? No. Do you want another guess? Um, Big Wheel. A Big Wheel in America is a trike. Yeah, I've heard that before, yeah. Yeah. Is he a toddler? That's that's such a weird, like, guy on a, like, a motorbike, three-wheeler motorbike. It's like, oh, is that your big wheel? Like, you're, you're like a toddler, like, of all the people who might have a gun and kill you. Like, surely yeah. that's one of those kind of people you don't want to be like, oh, look, your little big wheel. Is that, it? does he ride a three-wheeled motorcycle? No, he doesn't. Go on, then. So, he is, it's a, like, a mechanical big wheel, and he's just in, he's in the middle of it. And it's just a, a wheel, but it it's big and it crushes things. <laughs> and that's that's big wheel, yeah. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm looking it up. Yeah. There's one other one. Uh it's a good one. It technically is a daredevil villain. Mm. And is and I think you'll get this one a little easier. Ryan, yep. How have you managed to bring this co- this barely literate co- podcast episode. Oh, is that what it's called? <laughs> it's not about comic books. Directly back to comics. Look, I start I start the podcast for a reason. This is what I'm about. Big wheel. Yeah. Okay. That's stupid, Ryan. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get ahead of you. Daredevil, silly villain. Well, I could tell you the name of the one I'm talking about. I want to see if Google knows. Begins with an S. <laughs> <laughs> is it Stiltman? It is Stiltman, <laughs> yes. Why? Why? <laughs> is it because he's blind? And so it's like, it's quite easy the to get The blind famously hates stilts. Is that what you're implying? Well, if you were blind, would you want to be on stilts? I think if I was blind, there's a lot of stuff I wouldn't want to do. And stilts would probably be low on the list of like, thinking about like, oh no, I can't do stilts anymore, or whatever. Like... <laughs> Of all the things that blindness would hinder you at, the use of stilts would not be my concern. Do you know, I bet at least once somebody has been in a doctor's office and their reaction to their diagnosis is, oh no, I can't use stilts anymore. Yeah, one person. And the doctor was like, get out. (laughs) I I don't want to help you anymore. (laughs) The doctor was like, you know what? I'm not treating anyone from the traveling circus anymore. Yeah. This I, gig is, does not pay well enough. You guys and Morris dancers are the people who I've refused to treat. I took an oath by draw a line. Is that just because the doctor doesn't like racists? Well, Morris dancers. Oh. Are Morris dancers famously racist? No, it's a whole thing. <laughs> so there's a whole like subset of Morris dancers who p- perform in blackface. Okay. But it's not murky water i'm just wading into for no reason i mean to be honest i'm not that concerned about insulting the morris dancing community as a whole because what are they gonna do well exactly what are they gonna dance at you shake bells like well yeah. this is the thing you hear them coming you hear them coming they're never gonna get the jump on you are they yeah but also i feel like the the sound of them approaching would be scary in itself you just hear a jingling from the from like far off and you're like well it's not christmas so <laughs> Oh God! So the blackface thing, mm. um, it's to commemorate coal mining. It, right. it has to do with coal mining, and so it was a dance that they did yearly in certain like Morris circles in certain places. Um, and they would paint their faces black to be coal miners, right? But of course, as history has moved on, blackface has become a whole other fucking thing. Yeah, I feel like if you're 
if your goal is to to honor the coal miners do a different thing because they're not it's not the only thing well, about this them, is it like, yeah get a pickaxe or a, 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 a dead budgie or a, yeah or a canary was that a canary Can it, well the the phrase is canary and coal mine i assume they could have used any small bird but yeah that is the phrase um, no, they, it has to be canary. It has to be a canary. If you else. get, if you take a budgerigar down a mine, everyone's gonna look at you like you are proper weird. No, it's just like I couldn't afford a canary, lad. So <laughs> I bought a pigeon, <laughs> <laughs> and the pigeon just doesn't die because they're they're so resilient. Yeah, absolutely. And all the people are like, I feel funny. It's like, well, the pigeon's fine. <laughs> Turns out. Turns out we all all the men died, and the pigeon just fucking. Ate, ate their them. corpses. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, ate them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, do a different thing. Wear a hat with a light on it. Yeah, yourself... fucking A. Like... This is the problem with, like, um, all these people are like, it's my heritage to honour the my ancestors, even if they were being incredibly racist by today's standards. And it's like, your heritage was like, you have, like, literally infinite heritage, essentially, by our standard. But the one part that you need to honor in this day and age is like the Confederacy or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Or your slave owning ancestors or something. And it's like, do you really need to honor that part? Or is that is this you fighting against what you think is overly PC woke yeah, bollocks? Absolutely. Yeah. But again, if you're Morris dancers, who cares? Like you're <laughs> you're, you're you're irrelevant. Yeah, you're you're already a you're already a joke. <laughs> <laughs> God forbid if I'm pissing off the the few Morris dancers that are listening to the podcast, but also I don't care. So if you are a Morris dancer that listens to the podcast, can you send us a sample of your bells so that we can put them in an episode? Or um, I just really want some audience engagement, Ryan. It's all I ever want from the podcast. I mean, we are. I'm so lonely. Absolutely piling in with fan mail that we're sorting through in preparation for eventually reading off because we have so many listeners already but it's all fan mail for you and the cat well there's, there's been a couple there's like that jamie guy sounds all right i think we got one of those in didn't we yeah that that, that was the one that was written in crayon wasn't it he sounds like he's no he sounds like he knows his way around a cod <laughs> know every time we come away from the podcast it ends up being really cod heavy i just want fish and chips yeah i'm not surprised it's uh it's the human instinct isn't it to just yeah. to crave especially especially think about any animal that is served up in some kind of food um a horse i mean after that tesco scandal all those years ago oh, the the lasagnas were never the same well this is this was a thing i had a friend who um who literally said when it came out and they took all the stuff off the shelves off and including the lasagnas. And he was like, I just want the lasagna. They're really nice. I don't care about the horse. Yeah. Like, put more horse in if that's what it takes, <laughs> if that's what makes them that way. Like, I'd rather have the choice. Well, that happened when I was a uni student. And I distinctly remember eating quite a lot of the Tesco's lasagnas because they were pretty good. I like horse, though. I mean, everyone likes horses, whether you like eating horse was the, uh, was the yeah, question. Yeah, I like to eat horse. Fair. I mean, some people do, don't they? Yeah, horse is delicious. There's a line in Hamilton where they're like, we're so desperate we ate our horses. Yeah. And I'm guessing you heard that and you were like, hmm, like, was that desperate or was that just a delicacy? It was, yeah, no. I mean, it was kind of like, was that a stab at Lafayette and all the French jokes about Lafayette and Jefferson? Jefferson was an American living in France or was he French? I don't, I generally don't know. Jefferson was from Virginia. 
Oh, of course, yeah. Um, yeah but yeah. he was busy getting high with the French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he came from. I know he was in France for. A while. Yeah, he was in France doing diplomatic work, which was mostly him drinking and whoring, I believe. And then as soon as the war was done, he was like, "Oh, what? The war's done? Oh, I guess I'm back the now." The war's done. Well, the part of the world that I own a big chunk of is profitable again. Yeah. I mean, realistically, surely it must have been profitable beforehand. But did he just not own it, or that bit of Virginia would have, would have been pretty touched by the war? Right. So I imagine, I imagine his land wouldn't have been as profitable during war times. No, right. Do I had a look at like cost of doing business, isn't it? Yeah, I had a look at the American map for the first time in a while because I'm seeing, and I'm not. We're not going to get Planning into this siege. No, <laughs> just me, just me, <laughs> me, and an army of Morris dancers. They won't know what's coming. They'll be like, Jesus Christ. They literally won't know what's coming. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what actually is that? But um, I was Are those lo- Brits in blackface? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Good Lord. <laughs> I was looking on the map because I was seeing all the, as I'm sure you have as well, there's all the stories of Florida and all the dumbass laws that are coming about there now and how basically they're, they're taking it back to the 50s as best they can yeah. if, if not worse and i had a look at the map because i was just like if you're in florida and you are affected by these laws especially if you're lgbtq how far do you have to go how far do you have to travel to not be in florida anymore if you're lgbtq in um florida mm-hmm. i was kind of thought like how far do you need to like get out? Because like states, American states in general, unless you're a bunch of the small ones on the east, yeah, they they are bigger than the UK. So um, I had to look to be like, how far do you have to get? I did not realize how the South, as known as yeah. the South, is all concentrated in that corner. It's not really the South; it's the bottom. It's the South, the South Southeast, isn't it? Southeast, Southwest. No, Southwest is the West Coast. Is um, Florida's in the. Surely Florida's in the west. No, it's the east. So it's the the southwest is your um California, El- California Nev- uh, Nevada, Texas, uh, Arizona, and Texas, and then Texas is obviously a middle of the south. I'm googling a map, um, but I've used the most long winded search term. <laughs> A map of the continental United States of America. That's literally what I typed in. That is literally what I typed in. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's southeast essentially. I I always think of Florida as being right next to Cali, but it is not. It's like literally directly due south of New York, isn't it? Yep, yep. Basically, all on the on the east, essentially. Yeah. So That's Texas, wild. you've got in the middle, and then east of Texas is the south. Uh, there's there's going to be Americans listening to this. They'll be like, why are you talking about stuff we learned in the first grade or whenever? Like, this is, the, this is the most basic stuff for them. But to us Europeans, we're like, oh, that state that I've heard of is next to that other state that I've heard. But yeah, it's, it's weird that, yeah, from us, it's like every state that they learn about for us is a country. So I would yes. know much about... I don't know that much about other European countries, really. I know roughly where they are, but for them, it's like, it's all the same country, and then they just do or do not know about the states. But the actual ordering of the states, you can see why Florida's, Florida's almost essentially the core, because once you get past Florida, it's just water, it's just the sea. Mm. So it's like the core in the middle of all the deep south. I think it's ironic, given the reputation that Florida has, that it does look like America's flaccid penis. Yeah, yeah. Just like hang in there, you know? Yeah. 
a little. Uh, well, yeah, flaccid for sure because it's that. It's that it's shape and direction. Down, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I suppose if you're looking at the map from the other direction, oh, suddenly Florida's very excited. Um, but we've spoken before about the English map and how yes. anyone who anyone in England, especially who's like doesn't know where Norfolk is, and I always describe it as if you see England as um, a pig being rode by a man in a witch's hat. <laughs> Scotland being the witch's hat. Yeah. And and Wales, pig's head. It's yeah. a side profile of a pig's head. And I don't see how any... I've said that to people. They're like, oh, is it? It's like, have you never seen that? Like, am I, <laughs> I cannot be the only one. <laughs> and then if you look at the ass of the pig, that's Norfolk. Absolutely. And that's where we are. <laughs> that's that's the best way to describe Norfolk. And And I'm looking at it now. And you are absolutely right. It is. It, it, it definitely looks like a pig's head. Yeah, exactly. So it's a good way to describe to people if you're not too too familiar with geography, just point to where on the man or the pig where you are. <laughs> if you're in the south south of the UK, that's the the man's feet. Yeah. Well, yeah. I suppose if you're in the southwest, like Devon, Cornwall. Mm, that yeah, that's the feet. Yeah. And then, like, you know, Hastings, Canterbury, Brighton kind of area is, like, the rear legs. I don't know what Ireland... What Would that be a thing? Because it doesn't... I, It's so separate. You, you, I don't know what it would be, like, a floating thing in front of the man with the pig. It's the thing that the pig is chasing. Well, if there was a little peninsula part, that would have been perfect. Yeah. Because then it would have looked a little bit like a hanging thing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... The Isle of like the Isle of Arran and that little cluster of islands just off Western Scotland could almost be the rope that Ireland is hanging on. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, once you get that, once you get into that, you get into like the um, star signs and the you know like they yeah. used to call that the they used to call it the house because it looks like a house as like three stars and you're yeah, like yeah, yeah. Orion's right. belt always gets me. <laughs> well, Orion, Orion, I get as a person, and the belt even actually makes. More sense because in a person it does look like the belt area, but yeah, the bow is like what the the cart. I guess I can see a little bit. Kind of get the Big Dipper. It's just a big star, isn't it? It's just the bright the Big Dipper. Is that a bright the star? Big is that a frying pan? Right. I I might be thinking of the cart, but I don't know. The cart has like a little handle that goes kind of out and down a little bit. Yeah. Then there's the Big Dipper, which is like four stars, and it's a cross. Down at 45 degrees, across again, and up at 45 degrees. I think I'm going to have to look that one up to have a good idea. But yeah, but it's that same basic thing of like, look at this, look, we see this thing. It's like when someone points out a cloud, like that cloud looks like this. And it's like, you're the only one who sees that. And fair enough, because that's still valid. But, but yeah, the Big Dip is a really interesting, like star constellations are a really big kind of shared hallucination yeah that's the cart. I've known that's the cart. Oh, that's, the, the, big, that's the Big Dipper. Oh, see, I know it's the cart or like the trolley or something oh i always thought it was a frying pan yeah but again this is exactly proving our point isn't it it's uh, people could see different things in in abstract it's um it's not even like personification it's it's whatever that but for inanimate objects big word word? what's the word i don't know what you mean well i personification is when you attribute human attributes to a to an inanimate object or or even an animal yeah to a non-human thing so what I'm saying is, whatever the version of that is, where you are attributing anything to a completely random layout of nothing, so like yeah. stars or clouds or whatever, like that cloud is shaped like a dick, and you're like, I, th- all right, Freud, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
By the way, do you know the name for when you make an animal look like a human? It's a great one. Is it? Is it a lonely night in Norfolk? <laughs> <laughs> Anthropomorphize is the I word did, I'm looking I, for. To be fair, I did know that word. Yeah, oh, it's such a great word. Like anthropomorphic. Anthropomorph- anthropomorphic describes like um, animal farm and an and anthropomorphic tale. Would you say is that like it's just a story where human attributes on the animals? Yes. Yeah. Um, typically these days you would mostly use it for animals that are like like a quadrupedal animal that you make bipedal and give a slightly human face to in a cartoon. You've anthropomorphized it. Or just putting a hat on a dog. Or just putting a hat on a dog, which is a great pastime. Yeah, I mean, if you've got the hats and you've got a dog, then... <laughs> Why wouldn't you? That's your day sword. Do you ever put a hat on your dog? I have not yet. He's got a, a coat, a raincoat with Aww. a hood. He's not fond Aww. of it, but... Or do you have pictures? Yeah, of course I do. But if it falls, I'll show you afterwards. But the coat does like fall over his eyes. So if it's like pissing down rain, it's just over his eyes. He's like, I can't see. But he just keeps trying to walk anyway. And I'm like, do not walk into the road or a wall. (gasps) That's what I've been dealing with the past half now. So the cat is catting about. As cats do. But she's also at an age where it's a bit more... It's a bit more intense catting around than than yeah, all the cats. She's a big yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, sorry. The the story about your dog. I don't know if I'm allowed to say your dog's name or if you are that private. Uh, for now, we'll call him call him Dog because that is his other name. So. Dog, yeah. Dog the Dog. Um, listening to Dog the Dog Ryan talk about Dog the Dog's coat, hmm. almost wept. <laughs> I don't know if it's just where I'm at in my life at the moment. You're uh, you're um. Homo- you're hormonal. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just real hormonal. Yeah. Um, and so we haven't got a structure for this, and it's good, but I think... I, can to you be- hear Ryan squirming at the lack of structure? Well, to be- it's not the lack of structure can, as such. I can watch- I'm watching you struggle. <laughs> well, this is the difference, is I think if I was to do anything, we would hear silence and not say anything for a while. Whereas when we have a something we're talking about, we'll both be like, Oh, this ne- next idea about the b- the book or the topic, you yeah. Know? Whereas right now, it's like if we were hanging out, some it, it just like in a pub, something, or something would some happen. exterior thing would spark a new conversation, but we're just staring at each other over a table. So it's like <laughs> like an interview process where someone be like, "Okay, next question." Um, um, moving on. What you need to do now is talk about whatever you can think of for the next hour, sir. Is that okay? I mean, I. Give me a bloody topic, and depending on the topic, I can. We we both can. We both have topics we could just run our mouths on for ages. Oh yeah, no. Like and we will specialist. do those. We'll do those as um specialist barely lira topics. I think would be a good thing. Yeah, so barely lira. But this time we're talking about Star Wars again because we can always do that again. Or you can talk about um COD again for an episode. <laughs> that's for the that's for the COD past. <laughs> yeah. Or, I want Codcast. Hashtag Codcast. Make it a thing. All right. V- viewers vote Codcast or Codpast. Because I'm. be Codcast. But I see. I feel that way about Codpast because I like that it's the switching of the. I think. I think I like the fact that Cast is still like a a familiar factor there. Like a Codpast could be anything, but you know exactly what a Codcast is going to be. Cod past, I think, but it's it's not like it, I've changed the cast to past for no reason. But the 
the cod and the pod have switched already so it kind of makes sense that the other switch as well oh no i, I understand the internal logic of it yeah but you're wrong also codcast casting is a thing in fishing already exactly so, so it's a it's a double pun layer but it might be more confusing because be like oh you're actually casting for cod whereas cod pass is like do you mean podcast you don't fish for cod with a line and reel all right you troll for cod You'll be trawling for cod in a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just know about cod Boy, fishing. you'll be trawling for cod if you don't stop talking about it. <laughs> I'm sorry that I know how you fish for cod. I'm sorry. I mean, it's not, I, I wouldn't apologize for knowing it. I'd apologize for bringing it up so often. That's... <laughs> not like oh sorry i knew the thing to say it's like it's it's not that you knew it it's that you keep saying it that's the problem can't help it i mean if i read a book on cod and not that i ever would but if i read a book on cod i'd be like well i need to use this information somehow so i guess i'll bring it up at every possible opportunity just to make it i've not brought it up at every opportunity it feels like it it feels like if there was opportunities you you thought i could bring up cod now i won't i didn't i was not privy to these at all <laughs> well no because i didn't mention it that's what i mean so i don't know I there's not you. been every opportunity from my perspective it seems like every opportunity okay because one was too many <laughs> one was like oh he's taking every bloody opportunity he can take can't he so what do you think the barely letter podcast should be well it's this isn't it it's this right here and to be fair, we think we've seen a bit more of each other outside of the pod than we normally would. Mm. So I think we would normally have a bit more saved up. Like we would have seen topics during the week that we would then only touch on on a podcast like this or yeah. the opening part of the normal podcast. So, um, so yeah, I think that's... that's. It. But this is basically it, isn't it? It's talking about whatever comes to mind. Um, you opened some po- uh, Pokemon cards recently. So that was a... That was the, the biggest thing to happen in your life for a while oh, but yeah. judging by your reaction well what can you can you explain for the listener what my reaction was uh you looked like a your expression and mannerisms looked like a child had been told that uh they were getting a puppy i think was the, the really? most accurate yeah like a ooh, but you were like looking in it kind of thing that's... that was that's the closest i think i can appropriate because i i don't i never get to perceive myself i mean who does I, really yeah this is it oh god that's a big topic <laughs> isn't it how is it you can only ever perceive yourself through other people's eyes and you'll never be correct yeah it's so true isn't it Fucking and beauty's eye of the beholder and all that bollocks yeah so that happens as well yeah i never get to perceive myself when i open cards you know you'll never look at the back of your own head Oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> Not without a mirror, but you'll never see it with like your bare eyes. Yeah, we will never see yourself with your bare eyes. I mean, your your face, because you obviously you'll, you look at your your body and stuff. Yeah. You'll never see your own face with your. I mean, I've gotten a bit chubby in my old age, so I can't see most of myself at this point with my own eyes. It's just stomach. I mean, well, that's why they invented mirrors, <laughs> well, so I can get underneath the rolls. It was it was when America got to a certain obesity level where they were like, "We need to invent mirrors now." Like, <laughs> See, that's the level that you can go at, at Americans because they're yeah. like, yeah, we know we're a fat country. It's Absolutely. like, yeah, we, and then from the British side, we ain't that far behind. So, God, we're not. We we're eat chips one, for dinner. So, we're probably one of the most obese countries. I think we, I would go so far as to say, geographically at least, the most obese country in Europe. I, I would go out on a limb. It's us or the Germans. And the Germans aren't that fat, to be fair. 
I think we have more. No, they're not, are they? I reckon we have more sugar in our diet in this country because of being a more Western country. Europe doesn't fuck with sugar as much. They obviously get like pastries and stuff, but I mean, like, yeah. they don't fuck with sugar like we put it, like Western countries, we put it in every food. Like, well, it's just, it's, it's in a lot of products that we buy that are kind of pseudo American, isn't it? Exactly. And I feel like most Europeans, because they have this really rich food heritage, kind of shun American food a little bit. I don't know that Europeans are as horny for American sweet shops as we are in Britain, but they are popping up fucking everywhere here. We want them. But the thing, the funny thing about those is they probably have a lot of sugar. They probably have more sugar in them than normal sweets and stuff. But American chocolate is taste-wise less sweet than British, and I would say by extension, European chocolate. Yeah, very much so. German chocolate, especially. And Belgian chocolate and is Swiss a thing. chocolate. Exactly. That's all much sweeter, but I reckon, I might be wrong about this, but I reckon the American chocolate, tasting sweeter, probably still has more sugar in it somehow. Yeah, yeah. The thing, the thing with Belgian and German chocolate is that it's less one note than British chocolate. Right. Like, Belgian chocolate is this beautifully complex thing. It's not just sweet, is it? It's like, mm, it's rich and it's unctuous yeah. and it's creamy and it's... You taste more of the cocoa-ness, yeah. which is, it almost ventures into savoury, like the Did taste flavour. Did you flavor. know that in America Cadbury's chocolate isn't called chocolate? Well, this is the thing. is It's a different classification because of the taste, isn't it? No. So for something to be called chocolate in America, the only fat in it can be cocoa butter. Right. So for you to be able to call... Something chocolate in America, it can only have cocoa butter as its fat source. Um, and so Cadbury's chocolate doesn't qualify. Neither does Hershey's. Hershey's Hershey's isn't technically Hershey's Hershey's isn't chocolate in America either. No, they're candy bars. That's crazy. Well, so what is chocolate to them? They even um, have chocolate. They do, but it's rare. It's because That's weird. Because making chocolate with the only fat source being cocoa butter is a relatively expensive way to do it. It's also quite an arbitrary rule. Yeah, like, fucking dumb. But American food rules are always fucking dumb. It's not even Kinder that, eggs. It's not Kinder even eggs. That, so Kinder's a, Kinder eggs are banned for some reason. Yeah, so some bloke many years ago put poison in somebody's food to kill them. And instead of just like writing it off as one of many murders that occurred in America that day because they fucking love to murder each other. I was going to say, unless it's committed with a gun, then it's a big deal. Yeah, well, this is it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, they made a law that you can't put anything that isn't food inside a food product. Right. And so because with a Kinder Egg, the toy is inside. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, they are crazy. banned in America. Get them in Canada, banned in America. That's crazy. Same with poutine as well, cheese curds, for sort of like the bacteria, the potential bacteria spread. Yeah, I know. That is, that is crazy. Um, considering poutine? Yeah, it's great. They, they, yeah, they've got places all over England. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Well, because chips, cheese, and gravy yeah. is a really common thing up north. The only difference is the cheese curd specifically. And that's what makes poutine. Yes. It's, it's that almost halloumi-ish. Yeah. Not quite halloumi, not quite... Not as salty as halloumi. Yeah, it's... Do you know, the, the closest thing that I've ever found to it, because you can't get cheese curds in British supermarkets to make poutine. No, with. no. The closest thing I've ever found, it's Indian... Um, paneer? Paneer. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's the name I'm looking for. 
Paneer makes really good chip cheese and gravy because it doesn't melt. You could say it, was, it, it makes a good Indian twist on poutine. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like a poutine made with like British chip shop gravy, big chunky British chip shop chips as opposed to fries mm. and paneer, pretty fucking fit. Mm. Well, what's crazy about American food is they, it seem you would think it's so lawless, like Wild yeah. West style with how much they get away with. Like yeah. it is just, for the most part, is like, put as many artificial preservatives and chemicals and everything else mm. you want in there. And it's not to say those are uniformly good or bad, yeah. but specifically is there should be some rules about how much can go in and stuff. Like chlorine in chicken is a big thing yeah. that we have to deal with now we're out of the EU. Yeah, cause, chlorinated cause, chicken. Because 51% of the country are fucking idiots. And that's probably true from that's that's probably a minimum for most countries, yeah. <laughs> but probably good argument why we shouldn't have had a vote like that in well, the first yeah, place. I know it's stupid, but yeah, um, the chocolate debate as well. Um, it was so weird trying American chocolate or what I thought was chocolate. Probably didn't see, didn't even say on the packet. To, in hindsight, but it was just such a weird experience of like, oh, this isn't. Is this gone off? Or is this not as good? Was it the palm? Was it the it's probably Hershey's or something. So, I really like American candy bars, but they have a sickly sour taste to them, don't they? Like almost mm. a bit vomity. I think we have something similar here. It's Kinnerton chocolate. That's kind of like that. Yes, and it is a chemical that is used to preserve the cocoa butter as it transports, or was used back in the day. Mm which is also present in Parmesan cheese and vomit. Right. Right? Yeah. So it's a, and, chem- a chemical specifically. Yeah, it's, it's literally an additive that they put in the stuff. And it was used to, I think it was used to preserve the cocoa butter on very long journeys across the continental United States before transport got better. Yeah. And it's become such a prominent feature in American candy bars that they just still put it in because they're used to the taste. Like that's what a Hershey's Kiss tastes like, right? Um, and I quite like it, but I was in I was in America with my partner, and she found it fucking vile. Mm. She was watching me eat this shit. There was a particular brand. It was in a yellow packet, and they had tiny little bars in a big packet. And it, it, my mouth is watering just <laughs> thinking about the cheesy chocolate. Yeah, like I would literally call it cheesy chocolate. I really liked it. That's yeah. Of the two things that apparently should never go together. I mean, uh, the only other one being ch- chalk and cheese. Yeah, absolutely. Apparently one was considered the complete opposite of the other. I've never understood it because I've eaten some pretty chalky cheese. I mean, in one way, they're not, they're the, com- they're, in one way, they're not similar at all. In one way, you could describe them as the opposite ends of spectrums of one another. But in another way, I feel like there's other things that would also be that to both of those. The I don't think they're the spe- only opposite. The only spectrum that chalk and cheese are the exact opposite ends on is the spectrum of chalk to cheese. <laughs> where like, on the where on the chalk to cheese spectrum do you find yourself? Yeah, because this is the thing. Like you can make a spectrum of any two things and make them polar opposites in the regard that they are at the opposite end of that spectrum. But I don't think chalk and cheese. Except for the fact that one of them is a food stuff and the other isn't. But even then, we eat calcium carbonate if we have indigestion. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. Is they're so different, but there's a lot of the other things that are different to both of those as well. So it doesn't what, really hold What up. do you think would be the best chalk and cheese replacement as an expression? So, if you say it's like, it's like chalk and cheese. So, it mean, it's got to mean complete opposites of each other. Yeah. 
but also opposites tend to be within the same group because that's why they're opposites. So opposite up is down. They're both directions. Opposite yeah. of black is white. They're both colors. They're just in that color spectrum. So with chalk and cheese, at least you can be like, they're not even in the same things, like the same groupings almost. So it kind of makes sense in that regard. In terms of a scale, well, as you said earlier about the chalk to cheese scale, yeah. which is pretty much binary one or the other, <laughs> it did remind me of last week, uh, last week's episode. And I think the the scale of the Wozniak to Jobs. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> The opposite. Wozniak Jobs problem. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that. Felt, the ball felt good coming out of my hand on that one. Like we, had, we, we, we were having a good moment there, weren't we? Because then it would be the scale of how much were you good at something, but also just a normal person with normal common sense. Or an old Steve Jobs. Or, or a genius in specific regards. And I don't even mean computing. I mean like marketing. P- marketing and PR. Is he dead kind of now? Yeah, he's dead. He died from pancreatic cancer, I think. I know it was a cancer. I, I think it was pancreatic. Did his, fam- did his family survive him? I think he's got family, yeah. If you're a member of Steve Jobs' family, I'm sorry that I was mean about him last week. I didn't even know he was dead. I apologize. Uh, I will say, if there is family listening, I don't take it to heart and maybe don't listen to this podcast because we're not kind on any rich and powerful (laughs) people, alive or dead. Um, Unless it's Alan Moore. God, imagine when he dies. We're going to be absolutely distraught. We're going to have nothing left. Well... As long as he's been on the podcast, I don't care. As long as he's come and done his episode. And then afterwards, we just need to buy a Ouija board. <laughs> the ghost of Alan Moore. That's... The ghost of Alan Moore comes back to tell us that they're not allowed to fuck with Watchmen. Hey, how do you summon him? <clears throat> I quite like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen film. Like, <laughs> you bloody what? <laughs> I think he would. I think he would come back as a actual force ghost, but it would be uh, Northamptonshire wizardry ghost. So not Star Wars force, yeah, but yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. He'd come back in a Knox County, Knox County, Knox County. I have no idea what that is. I know he's from Northampton, isn't he? Well, we think so. It said so at the beginning of League yeah. of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Notts County is the, a football team from Nottingham. Okay, fair enough. I yeah, I I would not know that at all. You're hip to Nottingham and it's slang. They often refer to themselves as being from Notts. Wow. Like that's an expression that's used for Nottingham a lot. To be fair, well, I say if you're from Norfolk, we refer to ourselves as Norfolkians, so. Yeah, I've, I, I'm quite a proud Norfolkian. There is a good joke by a duo based in Norfolk, I believe, called the Nimmo Twins. So I'm able yeah. to credit this joke yes. this time. I but, know the joke. And it's, well, they've got, they've, They've got quite a bit of Norfolk-based humour, which is really only funny to people if you're from Norfolk. From Norfolk or Suffolk. Or Suffolk, yeah, because we, we yeah. boo Suffolk. <laughs> but um, one of their bits was quite good. It was about how uh, Norwich was trying to win the like Cultural City of the Year award um, to basically get more tourism to the city. So as part of the campaign for it, they were trying to come up with a slogan that they would hang on everything. It's like, how do we get across how like magical and culturally significant that this city really is. So they've settled on one that they felt really embodied their not only 
the majesticness of Nor of Norwich, but also their chances of winning the competition. And it was Norfolk and Chance. <laughs> and if you know the accent, you know why that's funny. I was in a pub quiz team. Norfolk and Chance. Norfolk and good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I was at a pub quiz at one point, and it was first time going with with the group I was with, and guy comes over first time there so the guy comes over he's like hey you know it's your first time here just so you know it's 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 adults and kids so uh you know just be be aware of that when you're putting in your team name and the the, yeah. the, the app thing and he goes and i go oh, i guess guess no quiz in my face then so we can't use that so i uh, guess we'll pick something else and we picked a different name and then as the guy starts the thing he's on this microphone and he's mm. making a bit of a show of it and he's like ladies and gentlemen be prepared to have your ears penetrated and your mind impregnated. And I was like, hang on, what? Like, Quiz on my face would have been fine. We're putting the team name now and you start all this. Like, what <laughs> the hell? Like, it was just such like a, oh, I'm sorry, I thought we couldn't go that level. Or is that just we can't, but you can because you're the host? Like, You have a microphone. Absolutely so ridiculous. So now that we have microphones, I will say almost anything <laughs> i'll at least say the quiz name quiz in my face because i thought it was a good one i mean at some point last week you scolded me for naming one of our high school teachers so you won't say anything well this is why i corrected myself mid-sentence say almost anything <laughs> now we're in the barely literate podcast and we allowed to complain about our old school teachers i feel like regardless of the level of literation of literacy sorry hey. regardless of the level of literacy the laws of like libel and slander <laughs> or, or whatever probably still apply somewhat i mean i imagine he might be dead maybe maybe but then you know like you were just appeared to the family of steve jobs what about the family of an ex-high school teacher coming to find us i mean the particular teacher we were talking about i can't imagine him having a family well you know we take the risk don't we, <laughs> we look him up it's like look up the obituary says survived by zero kit next of kin or no family and be like right we say what we want about right, now. we're ready <laughs> let's go let's do this thing what what where what are we even on a tangent from we were we were talking the whole about the whole episode's a tangent that's what we're doing we were talking about something a minute ago though and we've, we've gone on like three tangents we were talking about something almost an hour ago when we started so that's <laughs> that's the point of the episode it's all tangent it's just, we're just mr hang on mr come on lack of structure dude like let's let's just go with the flow there's like oh hang on we were just talking about something a minute earlier that's the whole hour. Well, I want you know, I want like I want the amount of structure that I want, Ryan. You're yeah? a, you're one of like one of those libertarians who's like, <laughs> I don't want no rules. It's like, what about protecting your stuff? Okay, I want some rules, <laughs> but mostly none. Like, <laughs> that's the mindset. Have so, you ever been intrigued to go on holiday to Somalia just to see what a country with literally no rules actually looks like? I'd be willing to go to see what like modern day pirates look like. I know. It's I'm crazy. <laughs> did did he know he was creating a an yeah. all timer meme when he I, said that? Yeah, line? It's, it's like top tier meme, isn't it? And you can never guess what's going to become a meme all of a sudden. Especially things ha will be out for a while and then get memeified. Yeah, yeah. And it just takes like one person to use it in just the right way, and everyone goes, "Oh, that's brilliant! We'll we'll all use that from now on." There's one that you use a lot that I really enjoy, and I don't have a fucking scoop where it's. Is from. it the noise? It's slurp noise. <laughs> yeah. You use it in gift form a lot. I think the guy's name is Michael Rosenbaum or Rosenberg. Right. And he's okay. a British guy. And I think he's 
I don't know what his actual thing is. I think he might be a poet or a storyteller, but he does it all like, oh, like spoken. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's one of the someone took that point and that got memed. Yeah. And there's a video of him in person somewhere, and people are like waiting for him to say something. And you could tell someone's like just started filming, knowing he's about to say something. He goes, "Noise!" <laughs> and everyone goes, "Ah!" Oh! <laughs> it's also similar to um. Greg. So he's a bit of a legend as well. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 gone along with it. Yeah, I think like people looked at if if ever anyone was like, "I'm a I'm a mildly known celebrity, like a mid tier celebrity, but I've suddenly achieved a, a high amount of fame in this one specific area." I, are people making fun of me? Mm. I think if they're smart or if, if they look into a bit, they would look to the um, the Rick Astley yeah. follow, like follow his footsteps because he was in. He was one of the first. Like he yeah, was like huge. This this thing has become bigger than anything else I've done, and I don't know if it's serious or sincere or not. And he had to kind of get into the weeds of it to get to the core of like it is a bit of fun, but it is done with with love and respect like do you know what it's what you make of it yeah exactly i think i think if you choose to be offended by it then it becomes incredibly hurtful if you do what rick astley has done and just embrace it it's given his career a whole second lease of life hasn't yeah. it and he posts he posts like new music and stuff on facebook uh on reddit where it where, where big one part of it started and it's just him it's rick astley as himself he's like hey reddit here's here's my cover of everlong by um foo fires or something yeah. and they're like awesome like really cool like great yeah well done rick there I was like... a great moment where he was doing an ama and a lot of yeah the, yeah a lot of the ama was, a lot of the ama was just like um like how you dealt with the fame and stuff and what did you think of this is where i kind of saw this stuff he he, he would explain like oh i wasn't sure about it before yeah there was a bit of time where i might have been a bit offended by it because I, I misconstrued it and then i now I'm at a point where I realize mm. people uh, people have been nice about it. That's the main thing. People are like, "Oi, Rick Ashley, do the do that song." Like they weren't like that. They were just yeah. like, "Oh my god, it's Rick Ashley. We love that song that you do. That's been memed everywhere." Yeah. And then in the AMA, someone was like, "Hey, I've, there's this article here about like memification of stuff. Like, oh, can you tell me what you think?" He's like, "Yeah, sure, I'll Rick look." Rolling. And he got <laughs> Rick Ashley got Rick Roll. Oh, <laughs> so good. I think, I think that's the moment he must have. A, understood oh this is what it's like yeah on this side it's it's oh, being rickrolled is the worst and best feeling because you click on the link and then you realize that you've been rickrolled and somebody's mm. got you but then you're listening to never gonna give you up which is a pop banger it's a great song like never gonna give you up it's a brilliant song it's our karaoke song <laughs> it's, yeah it's one of our karaoke songs the funny thing about it is is that it kind of got ruined a bit by uh, YouTube ads because yeah. if you click the link, it will take you to the ad and you see the the song that's meant to be playing. So you go, oh, I'll just turn. <laughs> if I don't fancy listening right now, I'm just going to turn it off and yeah. not not technically get rickrolled. Feel, and, th and this is the problem. It would artistically and for the memes, it would be the right decision for Rick Astley to turn off pre rolls. Yeah, on the official Vivo version of Never Gonna Give You Up, if he has that even control. But that must be putting his kids through uni. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like... Oh, yeah. Views. <laughs> or his managers or some, you know, we, we hope that he has a direct feed to the money that's being generated from it. Mm. We'd hope. That must be like, that must be one of the most played songs on that basis. Alone. If they count that as a view, 
That must be yeah. one of the most played songs of all time. I mean, he has a job, doesn't he, Rick Astley? No, he married a, a rich hair heiress. Heiress, yeah. Heiress. He married like a rich, like he's like he's on really radio. Wealthy. He's yeah, a radio he, he does stuff, but he doesn't. He he doesn't. He's not doing anything for money. Well, like, no, he has a radio show. Yeah, like, but, he has a regular radio show. Yeah, up north. and what I'm saying is, if he gets paid for it, it's that's money that's just going thrown onto the pile. Like he's not like doing anything for money. He gets paid for the things that he just happens to enjoy doing. I th- I think is the better way to phrase it. Yeah, he, that's why he didn't do anything for a long time. Yeah, after that, he just bit. married into money. Yeah, and he was just like, yeah, I'm great, and by all accounts, apparently he's going well. So good for him. Do you know the conspiracy around Rick Astley? Oh, geez, no, I didn't even know there was one. Oh my god, right. Um, so Rick Astley and another pop star, Paul McCartney, <laughs> Avril Lavigne. No, keep going, keep going while I Google it, because you might actually get it right. Um, God, I th- I know pop stars, but I don't know them, know them, if that makes sense. I don't, I don't think about them often enough to recall their names. Kylie Minogue. Okay. Kylie Minogue and Rick Astley sound suspiciously similar. Do they? Yeah. When you speed up Rick Astley, you get Kylie Minogue. Right. When you slow Kylie Minogue down, you get Rick Astley. Right. And so there is a conspiracy that Rick Astley could never actually sing, and that he was a manufactured pop star, and that they recorded Kylie Minogue singing really, uh, singing really fast, and then slowed it down to make Rick Astley's music, and that it's actually just Kylie Minogue slowed down. Yeah, the problem with that is, I mean, as soon as you see him live and he doesn't do it exactly the same way yeah. a time, then you know it's bollocks. Also, it's just one of those things that, like, I imagine that's one of those conspiracy theories that people are like, I've noticed a thing and I'm now playing along with it kind yeah. of thing. But there's also the element of, like, what are the odds that two people would sound the same if you speed up or slow down their voices? Like, well, considering how many singers there are, famous singers there yeah. are, Two of them were bound to sound like each other. I suppose eventually. I think the thing that really triggered it is that they were both around making music at the same time for the same label. Yeah. And so it kind of But no, yeah, if if and but if you go online and search Rick Astley sped up, he does sound exactly like it's uncanny. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's that's coincidence, really, I think. Cause, yeah. Cause it just Don't ruin it. <laughs> right? It's a fun conspiracy theory. Yeah. Normally they're no, normally they're not fun. This is a fun one. And and Elvis died and was replaced by someone, and then Paul McCartney died and was replaced by someone, and Avril Lavigne died and was replaced by someone. That's normally the conspiracy. You get bonus points if you can tell me who everyone thinks replaced Paul McCartney. A Paul McCartney lookalike. That's what I you know, What's I his name? Say. I don't know. Paul B. Cartney? No. Paul Paul <laughs> Billy Shears. Oh right. Billy Shields, isn't it? Billy Shears. Is it Shears or Shields? Billy Shears. I thought it was Shields. One and only Billy Shears. Yeah, I thought Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. Are the lyrics really not Shields? Because I've always I'm so sure it's Billy Shears. One minute. It might be. It sounds like Shears, but for some reason I always knew it was Shields. And I think I got that from the Beatles rock band game where they had the lyrics of the bomb, but I might be wrong. No, Billy Shears. Okay, fair enough. I know why I got... It's one of those Mandela effect things where I just had shields for some reason. 
Yeah, no, no, it's shiz. And that's that's the clue to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the clue. And everyone was like, well, it must be the one and only Billy Shiz that replaced him. But as they're introducing, that's Ringo who starts singing. So that's, bo- that's immediately bollocks. Yeah, no, of course, of course. Of course. The whole fall thing was just so much bullshit layered upon bullshit. Was, that, was there a point to that? Or was it literally just them having a laugh on the album cover? Because it's the cover of uh, Sgt. Pepper's with the three of them in black like crying like that's where the conspiracy came from well no no so or was that uh, that referencing the existing conspiracy so the sergeant peppers cover Hmm. there is a coffin in the shape of a bass guitar right that was to commemorate the beatles first bassist who died right but there's also the other three in black crying in oh yeah so but that's because they have images of a bunch of famous people on the Sgt. Pepper's cover. Yeah. And so it's just, a, they're just bad illustrations of the Beatles in their original Beatles suit. Right. But, and they, but they also look intentionally sad. Like, it looks like it's almost, it looks like it's think? referencing. Yeah, well, that's where I heard about the conspiracy. One minute. Uh, Jamie is, uh, for the first time ever, with purpose, flicking through a stack of records. Well, not a stack of records, a um, shelf of vinyl records, like the a hipster's wet dream <laughs> that this has ever re- been e- actually required. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how it, often is it that it, you're talking about something? It's like someone having a PhD in... Um, in philosophy and finally using it in event. I hope that that made it onto the microphone because no. that's a fun bit of the podcast. It definitely wouldn't have. You not, think? No, not well enough. Because if I even if I turn up compared to us, it still wouldn't. I mean, I, th- I think it's kind of funny that me just like disappearing into the corner of the room. Well, I, I narrate a bit of it. I told them what you were doing while you were doing it, <laughs> but we've established that it is the four Beals in in the secondary position of the album cover, not minus Paul, like I incorrectly thought. I Mandela'd myself into thinking it was another thing. It's all with conspiracy theories. I'm like, oh, I heard something 10 years ago and maybe I'm recalling it wrong now kind of thing. Also, music conspiracies, it's all bollocks anyway. So I love them. I live for them. I don't live for them, but they're fun. The only one I like, and it's not even a proper conspiracy, is in uh, the film Bubba Hotep with, uh, (laughs) with Bruce Campbell. Yeah. That he was Elvis and Elvis swapped with a uh, impersonator because he didn't want to be famous anymore. Yeah. And the impersonator, what as soon as he became Elvis, uh, became excessive drinking and drugs and eating and died. And that that makes sense because Elvis seemed to be like healthy and normal at one point, and then just switched and became. Elvis this really... was a black belt in karate. Yeah, exactly. That's where the hips come from. It's also when he met fucking. Um, I think it was Nixon. No. Or Reagan. I think it was Nixon. One of them really liked him. I think it was Nixon who he got like a special like FBI um, yeah. honorary agent thing. And he was like, yeah, because I know, I know karate. Ha! Like that kind of thing. Judo chop. Because you know? <laughs> like, there was like a film about that meeting or something. Yeah. So there's something about that. Yeah. But we... Whichever president met Elvis really liked him, didn't they? I think it was Nixon. Because was it Nixon? Six... 50s. 50s. Oh, mate. Oh, no, no. Nixon was probably the 80s. Oh, who would that have been? Surely Reagan was the 80s. Oh, Reagan was the 80s. Because Thatcher and Reagan liked each other. Yeah, so Nixon was only a bit earlier. Nixon was 70s or early 70s at the very least. 
Would have been Eisenhower, would it? Don't think so. I don't think Eisenhower is that cool. <laughs> Nixon. Yeah, you were so right. Oh, Nixon. fantastic. Nixon in 1970. Well, it was something. Yeah, there's a film called Elvis Meets Nixon. Yep. That's, I remember seeing the trailer for that. <laughs> what the fuck? 1997? Not quite Frost Nixon. Like, <laughs> actual important uh, story or whatever. But. Oh, God. Alan Arkush, you absolute legend. <laughs> well, I think that's pretty much... That's almost basically got us close to an hour, basically. Oh, mate, we should... I'm, 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 this is jazz, baby. I'm having fun. This is jazz, but... Jazz also has to end sometimes. <laughs> jazz, unlike other forms of music, does not continuously go on. <laughs> jazz is probably the most likely to just go on. So, thank you for listening to this, the inaugural episode. Inaugural? The first? Yeah. I, don't, I generally don't know what I was asking. Yeah. Okay. Of uh, the Barely Literate podcast. Is that where inauguration? Like yeah. your first day as president, is that yeah. what it is? Right. You're inaugurated. Fair enough. Like, um, I, like I established last week, I use words without knowing what they mean. Yeah, inaugural is just like the first. Fair. Okay. There's like a ceremonial element to it, mm. but it's the first. It's like when I first heard um, second from last. Penultimate. Penultimate. And I was like, why do we need a word for that? Do you know what the one before the second to last is? Trinultimate. It's the antepenultimate. Okay. And the one before that is the pre-antenatal penultimate. <laughs> Antenatal? Yeah. Jesus. The pre-antenatal penultimate. No, it's not antenatal. Okay. Just antepenultimate. No, Ante- but the one before the antepenultimate. Why, why, why have you put natal in there? Natal is about babies. I've established I use words without knowing <laughs> what they mean. Because do you know what antenatal is? Yes, it's babies and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the Ante- joke. <laughs> antenatal penultimate. Yeah. And then pre-antenatal penultimate. <laughs> And then it's ultimate penultimate. And the, yeah, the ultimate penultimate. Yeah. So ultimate penultimate is the thing that is the best at being the second from last. Wow. Really? I, I have no That's idea what. what be, isn't yeah, it? I have no idea what what context you could possibly use that in. But sure, we've coined it. Yeah. If there's ever someone something that's the best at being second to last, we've got it. So if you've been affected by any of the issues in this episode of the Burley Literate Podcast, you and can how send, how could you not? You can send it. Look, right? You love structure. <laughs> viewing yeah. what tunnel visioning watching you um then you've been affected by any of the issues issues in this episode of the barely literate podcast you can send us an email at comicliterate at gmail.com yep and if this has made you want to learn about comic books you can go and mm. listen to a comic literate episode which are a bit more structured shall we say yeah and do you know what we've learned today ryan Structure is good. <laughs> Structure has its place. <laughs> Tangents also have their place. Oh, yeah. But just like with seasonings, if you have too much of one of the other, then you can ruin a good thing. Is that what we've done here? That's today? the message that we're leaving off it today. But also, this is going to be occasionally, we are going to do what I was best describe after that metaphor as being a rather spicier episode e- where it's just an hour of, <laughs> hour of tangents or we'll have a topic that doesn't quite fit in the comic lyric so maybe we'll talk about a tv show or a film or maybe we'll we might have a topic or we might just go off on tangents for an hour um we're hoping that if one point in the future this might be a separate podcast to the comic lyric podcast uh 
we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But before then, it's just going to be occasionally a nice break. Yeah, it's the, a fun thing. A nice break in the norm. So thank you. Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Never going to run around and desert you. Copyright strike. <laughs> <laughs> We're on podcast fire. It's like the Wild West out here. No one, no one cares. All right. Goodbye.